Hello and welcome to a very special episode 5 of the Risk and Reward podcast brought to you by Winning Edge Investments, the podcast that aims to keep you on the right side of the betting ledger. My name's Rod Murray, but it's not my presence that makes episode 5 a special one. It's the fact that after a month of technical glitches trying to bring him in from his tropical base in Fiji, we're blessed with the presence of the great man himself in person this week, John Evans, sitting across from me here at the home base of Risk and Reward at the Sydney Podcast Studios. Jay, it's great to have you here, and what a vision you present. What a terrific ad for the audio, audio medium, it must be said, <laughs> to be well, gazing upon you. Well, Rod, uh, apparently I'm in Adrian Logue's chair, and um, and uh, that is an exalted position, which I'm uh, very proud to uh, to take. And what a great thing that now... I can hear you and you can hear me. <laughs> it's a refreshing change, isn't it? It has been a little bit difficult. The uh, the internet in Fiji, not quite up to the NBN standards that we expect here in Sydney. Enough of all that. Before we come to this week's tips and the where's, why's and how for's of why you've selected some of your selections this week, uh, a couple of bits of housekeeping. Firstly, for the has- those who haven't yet, do yourself a favour and subscribe to the Winning Edge Golf Newsletter. You'll get all of JE's tips each week, which doesn't mean you'll win every week, but it does mean that in the long term, if history's anything to go by, you'll be in front. But here's the kicker. Even if you don't come out in front, take a three- or 12-month subscription and you get the Winning Edge profit guarantee. So effectively, you can't lose, and that's a bet always worth taking. Now, that's a sweet deal, but just like those TV shopping network ads, wait because there's more. And no, it's not a set of steak knives. It's a whole lot better. It's a discount for the life of your subscription, and it's only available to podcast listeners. Go to the show notes, head to the subscriber page, where if you put in the promo code GOLF25, you get a 25% discount off the cover price of the weekly newsletter. So it'll only cost you Instead of one hundred and fifty, how much is twenty five percent of one fifty? What does it mean, Jay? Thirty seven fifty, so it's one hundred and twelve fifty. One hundred and twelve dollars fifty a month for access to all of your tips, which of course is the key, isn't it? We've got two punters in play here, Jay. Podcast Pete, he gets one or two of your selections each week to play with, but subscriber Steve gets them all anywhere between ten and twelve bets on uh, on each of the tournaments that you back each week. So spreading the load, much better chance of winning, we think. Although we will do the comparison in December, we might find that podcast beats kick them, uh, and we'll see how we go. Let's get on it. Well, let's start with last week, Je. It hasn't been a good run, has it? You followed up a bogey with a double. Yeah, well, um, it wasn't a good week last week, and um, it's it's these events as you get down to uh, in the FedEx Cup. They start reducing the numbers and the, the prices uh, reduce, obviously, as well. But um, I still should have found a top 20 position and I didn't even get close. So it's been a very bad week. But onward and upwards, we've uh, got some, some good ones today and uh, hopefully we'll get back to form. Yeah, indeed. Uh, it's got to be said, Jay, that, and I know we say it every week, but it's a long-term game, this isn't it? And you're going to have weeks where you don't win and sometimes you'll have back-to-back weeks where you don't win. The worst thing you can do is hit the panic button. We're not betting here so much as investing in long-term potential results, yeah? Well, the the profit guarantee is there mm. because we guarantee you'll make a profit. So from our perspective, if we if you don't make a profit or the, the bets and uh, the staking plan doesn't work, then we're going to have to refund your money, uh, which is going to be quite a big hit on the company. So... From our perspective... Did you read your contract? I'm fairly certain it comes out of your pocket, doesn't it? I thought that was the deal. That's why there's quite a great deal of pressure to produce a few winners, Rod. But the point is is that uh, over the five years that we've been doing this, we show a substantial profit every year. It's not about winning every week. It's not about finding the winner every week. It's finding enough winners during the year to ensure that each subscriber makes a handsome profit 
and has a big smile on his face and can afford a bottle of Krug every Christmas. So that's my my job. Um, so far, I've been able to do it. Even earlier this year, we had a $700 winner and we had a $300 winner. In fact, I tipped you, Rod, the $700 winner. You did. Um, How much did I have on him? You had very little. <laughs> In fact, nothing would be the correct term for that. And, and uh, I've got to say that if any of you subscribers out there and subscriber land uh, didn't uh, back my tips, then... Um, uh, we unfortunately can't guarantee you winning. We can only guarantee you winning if you do. Nate Lashley at seven hundred dollars. Honestly, I mean, I'm sure a couple of people picked him that week, but not many. I wouldn't have thought so. That was an excellent uh, effort. Well, no one picked part. him, Rod, and not only that, but they had him at a hundred dollars on other sites. So that's why the seven hundred on Betfair was a luxury. And uh, and I, I and I tipped Nate Lashley one out to you, so I'm yeah, very disappointed. Right. It was the only, it's the only tip you gave me out of the 12, whatever that you do most weeks. Before we get into the nitty-gritty for this week, Jay, a lot of the listeners will probably already understand it, but for those who don't, and for me who's still trying to grasp it, why are we using Betfair? Why is Betfair a better way to bet? Well, Betfair... Not that they, by the way, not that they pay us anything. We're not doing anything on their behalf. There's nothing untoward there, but this is the, this is the marketplace that you say is the best way if you want to make money... Gambling on golf, this is the way you can do it. Well, them not paying us is actually a source of some, a bone of contention, but we won't go down that road. <laughs> but the we reality is... We haven't asked them yet, in fairness, but anyway. Well, I know, and we won't either. I don't think that's a good idea. But, but look, the, the principle of this is simply this is, we win on a number of weeks during the year because Betfair allows you to be both the punter and the bookie. So the example, the best example I can give you is... The fact that when one tournament at the Scottish Open, we had uh, Callum Schink win at $310 to win, and we had Andrew Dot at $500 to win. During the last round, Andrew Dot got down to even money, and we laid off 2500 So he got 2500 if he won and 2500 if he lost. And Callum Schink win went from $310 down to $1.06. Now, we didn't lay him at $1.06, but we did lay him at $1.50. So what that meant was we had two winners and neither of them won. So the advantage of the Betfair is you can bet back and we provide you with the lay bets during the, during the tournament so you know exactly what you've got to do. If you've got a winning ticket, you're, in effect, you've got that winning ticket stuck in the bank at Betfair and you can then bet against that player at much, much lower odds. As I say, $500 down to even money, and $310 down to $1.06. And we've had a number of – we had uh, Steve Wheatcroft, $910 down to $1.39, two in front, one hole to go, shanked his wedge over the back, lost the tournament, but we won. So you can't do that on any other site that's, that's realistic. You can do it on one other site in Great Britain, but they don't have enough subscribers. The market's too thin. The Betfair market is quite big. I think um, – uh, they bet about $250,000 on the last event. So there's plenty of uh, heat and money there. And so Betfair gives you that opportunity to win when you lose. No other gambling site does. Yeah. So put simply, you've got Nate Lashley at 701 to win, and when he's standing on the 18th tee with a one-shot lead, you can back him to, to lose, lose as well. So it doesn't matter what happens, you're going to get a payout. Well, Nate Lashley, uh, we did lay him. In fact, we laid him two or three times coming down and <laughs> and we had so, so we had um, 7,000 to 10 and we laid him back and we finished up winning four and a half thousand if he won and two and a half thousand if he lost so we had a bob each way 
more than a bob, yeah. quite a few bob. And so this is why we use Betfair. It's because it enables us to win when the player at long odds we've backed loses. You can, you can, and you can change your bet in play. I mean, most other betting, you, you backed late Lashley on day one, and it doesn't matter what stand, what happens standing on the 18th day, you just got to hope he gets up. Whereas, with as you say, with Betfair, you can you can then change your betting to suit whatever outcome might. Uh, I've put that very clumsily, but I think I'm starting to understand it. Yep. There was an interesting case I heard last night of a friend of mine who, who backed the Rabbitohs last year in uh, the rugby league. And he got about 45 to 1, and they looked like they came down and they were near the favourites. And he kept backing them going down. So he backed them at 45, and then 10, and then 6, and then 2 to 1. And, he, and they lost. So he lost all of his money. Where in our system, having them at 40 to 1, coming down to even money at some stage or 2 to 1, you lay your bet back and you guarantee that you're going to win. So you just take out some of the units that you would have won and you sacrifice them to ensure you win whether they win the final or not. Or not. Yeah. And in a two-horse race, that's especially, you would think that would have been the smart thing to do. Uh, okay, the, the second thing, just before we get into the specific bets, this top 20 betting, we've got some to the to uh, to put up this week, but explain that to me because I find this, re- to me, this looks like the really intriguing one. You get odds of 14 15 $18 on players to finish in the top 20. I mean, golf, if you know what you're doing and you follow the game closely enough, you'd back yourself, wouldn't you, just with a bit of knowledge to be able to pick some top 20 finishes on well, most weeks. I think the the top 20 market gives you a greater interest if your winning bet players uh, get to sort of six and seven behind and you don't think they've got much of a chance. But you've got the top 20. We've got two, four, six, seven tips on the Scandinavian Open in the top 20 market. We're only going to give you two. But the two we're going to give you are at, $12.50 and at $40, which is huge odds to finish in the top 20. And one of our tips, we're not going to tell you who it is. Well, we will. We'll sneak it out there. Jonathan Thompson, $60 the place. Top 20. Now, Jonathan Thompson got beaten in a playoff in one of the tournaments earlier this year. So $60 for the top 20. Now, that's an unbelievable price. And our other two, should I mention them, Rod? Yeah, go for it. Might as well. Okay, so Steph, Stephen Gallagher who's uh, won this year. He's at $12.50 for the top 20, and he's, he's our uh, subscriber. Uh, no, he's, he's uh, Postman Pete. Pete. Yep. Postman Pete. And uh, Johan Edfors at $40 is our other one. Now, Johan's a very good player. He's, he's out of form, or but $40 was a price I couldn't not yeah, take. Flusher. He's a can-do-anything player, isn't he? He's one of those guys. If he gets going, he can really get going. Uh, he'll do. He'll get going less often than some others, but if he does, uh, $40 is a particularly juicy price, as you say. When you're backing him at $40, he, he wouldn't play 40 tournaments a year. To finish but top 20, they were talking about, not for the win. Yeah, to finish top 20, 40 to 1 to finish in the top a year. 20. Once a year. Once a year. Amazing. Yeah, so very generous. All right, let's go right back to the top. Let's start with the old PGA this week before we come to the mess that is the PGA Tour. Anybody who knows anything about golf will already have heard plenty of chatter about this week's Tour Championship, but let's go with the old PGA, a good old-fashioned standard tournament, J.E. They're all starting at even par on the old PGA. Who have you picked and why for this week for Podcast okay, Pete? Okay, Podcast Pete, we've picked Stephanie Meadow at the rich price of $300, and people might say, well, who's Stephanie Meadow? Well, she won last week. So she's a player that's unbelievable. In Europe, she won on the LET. She's a very, very good player. She's now jumped to the LPGA, the Canadian Open, and I can tell you winning form is very good form. 
In the old days, the American players, uh, Bob Gilder was a great example, would come down to New Zealand, which is sort of third division, come down there, they would win, and Gilder did that. He was completely out of form, had missed 20 or 30 cuts in a row, came down, won the New Zealand Open, went back and had another 20 years on his career. So this is what Stephanie Meadows, she's coming up the other way. She's a young player with a great deal of ability. She won last week on the L.E.T., so don't think she won't be happy. She's almost like Hannah Green. Mm. Hannah Green had that form and then went out and won the PGA. So I thought Stephanie Meadow at $300 was way over the odds. Golf at this level, Jay, a lot of the listeners probably play a bit of golf like me, although it's probably a fraud to call what I do golf. But golf at this level is predominantly a mental game, isn't it? The physical... the entry ticket is the physical ability to hit the ball well and putt and do all that other stuff. It's really about how the players feel, and confidence might be the most important ingredient at the top level. Would that be fair to say? You're a golf pro. You've played tournament golf. Well, I think uh, more than that, to get onto the LPGA in a, an event like the Canadian Women's Open, which, as you mentioned, is possibly the fifth most important women, or sixth most important women's tournament, you've got to be one hell of a player just to get a game. Now, Stephanie Meadows not just got a game. She won on the L.E.T. So she's at what you might call the second division. She's jumping up in class, but she's such huge odds and she's a winner. And as you say, confidence is everything. She'll go out the first tee and she'll be playing with a couple of girls who didn't win last week. Yep, absolutely. And as you say, the whole point of this is you're not saying Stephanie Meadows is going to win the tournament. It's a very good field every year. We know that. But she only has to be there Sunday afternoon to put in those in-play bets that you talk about where you then can't lose. If she's one behind or one in front or with the leaders with three holes to go at $300, you can't lose, can you? You then back her to not win at $5. <laughs> you win 5 to 1. You back her to win at $300. There's nothing to be lost. You well, only gain. Let's assume you're a $10 punter. You've got 3000 to 10 yep. And she gets down to, say, as you say, $5. You can then have um, 800 to 200 And uh, you've got 200 in your pocket. And you've still got your bet riding for, for a 2200 So, so, so you, you know, this is the beautiful thing about Betfair. You, you, play, you just want to get players in contention. And we've had some weeks where we've had two, three, four in the top ten. The phenomenal weeks where you're going to win and the money keeps going into your account. It keeps adding up because you're crushing or, or arbitraging is a word that many people understand. You're arbitraging all the time. And, you, and the profits are going up all the time. So you get what is called a green book. You start with a red book. That's the cost of the bets you've made. And then as to, over time, you bet back. Now your book becomes all green. It doesn't matter who wins, you win. Can I just say, we're not mentioning any of the other bets you've picked here in the Canadian Women's Open, but I'm looking at the list. And <laughs> I'd like to be subscriber, Steve. There's some interesting bets in there that I'll talk to you more about after we turn off the recorder but if you podcast Pete have a think about getting on subscribers Steve you'll find out next week some of JE bets there let's move to probably the most controversial tournament of the year JE just because of the format it's the last event of the FedEx Cup playoffs it used to be called the Tour Championship I assume it still is I don't know it all seems to have changed name it's a handicap event which is unheard of in professional I've never heard of a professional tournament played at handicap Justin Thomas is going to start at minus 10 and then a sliding scale of players in the 30-man field until you get to the last five players who will start at even par. I can't get my head around it as a golf tournament. What does it do to the betting an event like this? Well, they've got two markets. They've got the 72-hole market, which is just off scratch. And I thought that the prices were very, very ordinary. The longest price player of the 30 is $100. 
That's not our business. So I'm taking a risk on the FedEx Cup. Um, and as you say, it's, it's a travesty. And I think the only people who like it are FedEx. And, of course, they're paying the money, so the PGA Tour, will, uh, they'll go along with it. But it's a silly idea. But anyway, hopefully they won't repeat it next year. But I've backed – I look at it this way. Justin Thomas won last week. He's had 10 top finishes, 10 top 10 finishes and one win this year. For him to win again is way very unlikely. He only has to get, get somebody in the field to beat him by three and they win. Two, they tie and I assume, presume they have a playoff. I don't know how that works, but let's assume they have a playoff. But I, So I, I'm not putting this out as a uh, Postman Pete's tip. But I think he's a wonderful lay at three dollars fifty-five. That's three dollars fifty-five. Says he won't to lose to, yeah. bit to bet against. He's his. starting two in front of his nearest competitor and ten in front of the, the yeah. worst. But so you don't think he'll get it done from two in front? I don't think he will. So what I've done is we've got a couple of uh, a Pete's tips here that I that you're betting that they're going to beat Justin Thomas and the rest of the field in some cases by eight strokes and in some cases by four strokes, but you're betting that they're going to beat Justin Thomas. Now, Justin Thomas has finished nine behind probably 25 times this year, nine behind the leader. So you're, I think, got a bit of a chance. And our, our Pete's tips are Lucas Glover, 500, $500. On a bit of a roll lately, Lucas. He's played much better Lucas. golf lately than he has done for a long, long time. He's been right there. He's been at the top five or ten about three or four times in the last six weeks. Now, Lucas Glover is a wonderful striker, probably one of the best two or three strikers on the tour. If Lucas, and on this particular tournament, good putters haven't won. The best putting performance is 18th best putter. Oh, okay. Was the winner of the tournament. Was the winner of the tournament. Right. 18th. That's the last five years. So it's, a, it's a ball striker's It's a ball course. striker's course. So Lucas Glover, wonderful ball striker, $500. Comes out. Shoot 63 or 4 in the first round, picks up five or six shots. All of a sudden, you've got $500 a better bloke who's only three or four behind, yeah. and he's got three rounds to go. So then the other guy, the other Pete's tip is Mark Leishman, $400. Now, Mark's a great striker. He's also a good putter, but he's a great striker. So those two, I think, are way over the odds. Now, to give you a picture of what they are in the 72 hole event, Glover's $60 and Leishman is $70. So you've got 500 instead of 60, 70, and you're playing a handicap event. The point is, if Justin Thomas plays as well as he did last week, he'll win and we'll lose. But if he doesn't, all of a sudden our odds are fantastic. It's crazy. Glover's gone to that uh, arm lock method that Coochie uses, the long putter up the arm, and his putting's been... Good enough to perform pretty well at the elite level the last, but in the last couple of months, and that means his confidence will be growing. Oh, I'm with you, Joe. I think th- I think that one in particular, Lucas Glover, uh, that's a good. Which is not to say he'll do it, but that is over the odds, and that's what you look for, isn't it? You look for over the odds, and I think that's over the odds. I think you're right. Let's assume that Justin Thomas shoots seventy in the first round. Mm-hmm. He's already behind. Yep. So now the odds will change, and so and we'll broadcast that to our subscribers yeah, not, you, not Pete you, unfortunately no but you get updates if you subscribe to the newsletter you get updates over the weekend don't you, with recommendations of who to lay and what price to lay them at as the tournament's unfolding so in sort of real time yeah now for Australian subscribers for foreign subscribers particularly Kiwis but other places as well 
you can bet in the run. You, it's, it's illegal to bet in the run in Australia, but you can do two things. You can put your in-play lay bets, which we tell you to do when the opportunity is likely to happen. We put in-play lay bets uh, before they hit off in, the, say, the second round or the third round or the fourth round, and you can put those bets onto Betfair and watch what transpires. You don't have to actually do anything. The alternative is you can ring up Betfair and their numbers, and they've got a very good service. You rig them up, and you can then put an in-play lay bet, and you can know exactly what price it is that you're taking and you're doing at the time. So there's a system where you can do it in Australia, and but you, in New Zealand you can do it on the net. So the point is we'll advise you how to win even if they lose. Sure. So just one other thing on this handicap event, which I think it's pretty clear neither of us think is a terrific idea. I suppose in one way, J.E., for Lucas Glover, I'm thinking about that as a potential, but he's starting with no pressure. In fact, the whole field's starting with virtually no pressure. If you're 10 behind, there is no pressure. I mean, you've got nothing to lose and everything to win. You fire at every flag, don't you? You know you've got to shoot 63 and... You might as well go out and have a crack at it. And well, it's quite the opposite for Thomas. Thomas, exactly. The, He's got to defend. And the other day, Thomas looked distinctly nervous mm. for the first five or six holes with a five or six shot lead. He's only got a two shot lead here, and he knows that he's the goofy. He's goofy if he doesn't win. Everybody's going to be saying yeah, that right. JT lost it. He throw it away. So he's got right. more pressure than anybody else in the field, and they're betting three dollars fifty five. I think it's just it's a rort. Yeah. He should be $5, I think. Keeping in mind, J.E., they're not playing for chump change. The winner of this tournament is going to walk away with $15 million. Now, second and third are going to do all right as well, as is everybody in the field, but $15 million. I'm not sure I care who you are. That's got to get your attention, doesn't it, late Sunday afternoon? I'll say this about that, because I'm. it sounds like a terrible impost, but these guys are winning so much money now playing golf that I don't think the 15 million matters are rats behind of them. They they are there for the glory. Mm. The, the money takes care of it themselves. If Thomas wins and the 15 million goes in his bank account, well, that's going to be He'll enjoy that. He'll buy another couple of houses and a new Ferrari. <laughs> but if you look at, um, if you look, say, at uh, Bill Haas, the 10 million he won when he won it, I think that stopped him because all of a sudden the incentive to go and feed his family and get a nicer house and all that. That's all gone. He's got enough money to do whatever he likes. So I think the driving force was lost in his case. Mm, Hasn't been lost in Xander Schaefer's case. Hasn't been lost in uh, certainly in Thomas's case, but it was, I think, in the case of Bill Haas. Mm. It's an interesting decision. You might you might somewhat say something similar about McElroy in some ways, mightn't you, after the $200 million Nike deal. When you've got $10 million a year guaranteed for 20 years, Changes your perspective on stuff. We haven't got time to go into all of that. Uh, we'll watch what unfolds with interest in the US and the reaction to it and whether it goes ahead again next year. This is a radical change they've made, and I'm not sure it's gone over particularly well at this point. I'd just like to say, Rod, that I was trying to horn in on state of the game there, and I'm very disappointed that you didn't let me. <laughs> not what we're here for, J.E., but we will have lunch with someone who's very interested in that topic fairly shortly. Let's move to the Scandinavian Open. You've already mentioned some of the top 20 bets. This one won't get the attention, uh, but in some ways a more interesting tournament because of the nature of the field. We're getting to the business end of the season for the European Tour. Uh, each week becomes more and more important for those who are around the bubble. We really find out a lot about golfers at this time of the year, don't we? It's a stressful time if you're down near that 
end of the field where you might lose your card. Who have you gone with in the Scandinavian Open, which is one of the really good tournaments on the European Tour, it must be said, each year. They've got some quality golf courses in that part of the world, and we always seem to have a good finish at this event. I should mention at this stage that I coached the winner of the Scandinavian Enterprises Open, the one young Gregory J. Turner, who beat the Warras in a playoff. But I shouldn't have mentioned that, but I have. So my tips for this year's Scandinavian Open, the po- podcast for Pete podcast tips, Pete, not for Steve gets a uh, Nick list. Cullen at one thousand dollars at Aussie, uh, uh, popped up in the uh, PGA up in Queensland, and a very very good player, and he's had, he's snuck a couple of nice results in recently. So I've just thrown him in there as a wild card, and the other one is I'm going to give you three. I shouldn't, but I'm going to give you three here. But Jamie Donaldson. 450. Now, we tipped Jamie Donaldson in the British Open and he came out of nowhere and he and he made a big rally at the thing, finished top 20 and got us a win, um, but showed some real form. Now, he's, he's drifted out dramatic, amazingly quickly out to 450. I think that's big odds. Jamie Donaldson can play, played Ryder Cup, actually won the Ryder Cup. Get the winning putt in the Ryder Cup. Won the Ryder Cup. So, Jamie Donaldson, 450. And I'm going to give you one that I haven't told you about, Rod, so you'll probably slap me on the wrist, but I can handle that. Jonathan Thompson, we tipped him last t- last week to uh, podcast Pete. I'm going to go again. He's still $1,000. Didn't putt that well last week, but hardly had a bogey. I thought that was quite impressive. I'd say he's striking the ball well. The putting hasn't yet uh, uh, worked out. You can't have that many pars putting all the time. So I would say that he's played beautifully, putted poorly. So I've got Jonathan Thompson as a wild card for good old podcast, Pete, as our last tip of the day. At $1,000. And I think as you made the point last week, what they're basically saying is that Jonathan Thompson's going to go 1,000 tournaments before he wins one, and that just seems crazy, doesn't it? Um, but as the other point you'd make, and this draws on your golf knowledge again, Jay, golfers at this level can't continue to have one part of the game not fire for long periods of time. That's the reality, isn't it? At some point, Thompson's putting's going to come around. Well, that's an interesting view. Um, I'd say that if you've got to the stage where the putter's a snake in your hand or you've lost complete confidence in your putting, that might never return. That's but, a different thing, I think, to what I'm Yeah, but I don't think that's the truth no. with this kid. I think he's young enough. I think he's only 23 or 24 mm-hmm. or something. You don't get long-term putting problems at that age to come a bit later maybe when you're after 30 but I think that this boy if he's working hard and we don't know that unfortunately but if he's working hard and his coaches will be working on his weaknesses that's the name of the game that he'll come right and he'll come right with a vengeance and let's say it becomes right at the thousand dollars how good would that what a bonus that'd be for podcast Pete Pete and we expect fully that there'll be some sort of uh, acknowledgement of that should it come to fruition yeah but there's a downside <laughs> the people will just listen to you and I rambling on and those so we can make a buck without paying that silly bugger right. so so we've got to be careful of that right? I, I think we should start throwing out the place with no chance that's right the first thing you do if you do happen to get up on Jonathan Thompson this week in your podcast Pete sign up for the newsletter it'll be a terrific investment of some of that money. J.E., it's been fantastic to have you here in person. I'm going to enjoy having lunch with you shortly, but thank you for your tips today, mate, and great to see you back here in Sydney. Well, right, I've got to say, this is a very, very impressive setup you've got here for your podcast studio, and that anybody who's considering doing a podcast, Rod Murray is one of the most uh, hardworking journalists, uh, a fantastic He's fantastic at this. I think the world that uh, listens to podcasts know that, but I can tell you this. Doing this job from this end of the microphone is as easy a job as I've ever had. 
<laughs> Thank you, Rod. You're too kind. People can't see me blushing, but I am. Thank you, Jay. Terrific to see you, and we'll see you all again next week here on Risk and Reward. <laughs>